Hello, internet. <laughs> I love that your countdown to the silence took longer than the silence did. It wasn't that much different. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and his buddies that just make you say a fuck me dead. I'm CJ. I'm Amanda and you kind of sounded like you died at the end of that one. Yeah, fitting. <laughs> now, before we go any further and get into anything, I'd like to clear something up about last week. Oh, what happened last week? Uh, I realized as I was editing it, I made a mistake and I heard it as, as I was hearing it back, I said to myself, no, no, that's not right. Okay. So see, I said there was only one lizard in New Zealand. And then I said it was the Tuatara, and those are both false statements. How did you get that so wrong? <laughs> like, how did that happen? I don't know what I was thinking. I'd say definitely the Tuatara is New Zealand's most iconic Wulga reptile, because uh, the Tuatara is not actually a lizard, and there are many species of lizard in New Zealand. Many skinks and newts. Okay. <laughs> so the Tuatara is lizard-like in appearance, and they're part of a distinct lineage that dates all the way back to the Triassic. Uh, they were part of an order called... Rhinocephalia, I think. Um, but they're the only last living species left of them. So they've been around a long time. So like dinosaurs. Pretty much. Cool. Yeah. Tuatara is a cool lizard, but he's <laughs> not a lizard and he's just a reptile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and he's not the only one in New Zealand. I am very sorry. <sighs> just like, you know, you're really ripping off your own country there. I know. What an idiot. <laughs> what, a, what a stupid head. What's going on? How are you? Oh, God, don't talk. Okay. Let's not even go down that route. Did you say you've decided to not go down that route? 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 You can say either way, but yeah, no, no answer. Things went bad for me this week. Okay. Is, is that all you want to say? I don't know. I'm looking for a new job. I'll leave it there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not entirely unexpected, honestly, but we will see where that goes. Hopefully okay. Hopefully it goes somewhere quickly. Well, hopefully you'll have updates about that sometime soon. Yeah. If not, like, share and subscribe. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's actually no way to pay us with this podcast, but share it anyway. Yeah. I mean, that'd be nice to one day uh, make money off it. Not that I would think that that would be anytime soon, but that'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but obviously we're not going to really add any of those options um, at this point. We'll see. The two big things that happened in Australia this week. What do you think they are? Oh, two. Fuck. Um... <laughs> Uh, there was an arrest or a conviction, sorry, of a serial killer. Yes, the Claremont serial killer was found guilty of at least two of his murders, which I'm sure is going to be more than enough to put him away for life. Sentencing is in uh, December. And another big thing. Yeah. I feel like as a Victorian, you should know what I'm talking about. It snowed? <laughs> No. Which, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about one of my stories. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I was more talking about the Dan Andrews press conference today because apparently everyone was super excited about it. Oh, I didn't realize that was a big thing because I didn't watch it in the end. But yes, the new patch notes have dropped <laughs> and are live for Victoria. Um, and honestly, not that exciting. <laughs> no. Some some nerfs. Uh, you can only wear proper fitted <laughs> face masks now you can't get away with a face shield or a scarf which is pretty much what i was doing so i'm kind of stuck indoors at the moment which is not great but they've uh, removed entirely the curfew so you can play outside for as long as you like now but you've still got you got, still got nowhere to go though <laughs> yeah still nowhere to go there's no content outside yet um i think that's coming later um <laughs> Uh, it was kind of weird to me because like we had a team meeting at work on Friday and everyone was like, what are you going to do on the weekend? Everyone was like, oh, I'm going to definitely make sure that I tune into the press conference on Sunday. And I was like, 
why? Like, not much is going to change. <laughs> we, we turned into the other ones. Um, I think they got to put, they brought a few things forward sooner than they were expecting to. Because yeah, but we have I done mean, well. We're down to 22 cases a day. Yeah, but like, even the stuff that they brought forward, not that exciting. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> and usually I've found with those press conferences, I go and I'm like, yeah, okay, I agree with you, Dan. And then I'm reading the comments. I'm like, wow, this is abysmal. Yeah. So I didn't go this time. Instead, I watched Twitch streams and played Hades. I mean, I didn't watch it either. I kind of knew that it wouldn't be anything major, that it would really be like like, tweaking. We're back open. Business is normal from tomorrow. You don't have to wear a mask. The virus is over. And here's (laughs) fucking 20 grand for everyone. Actually, the 20 grand would have been nice. I would take it. But um, (laughs) yeah, like I knew that I knew that nothing exciting was going to be announced. So I didn't bother. I didn't. I thought I'm not going to watch like they go for fucking ever as well because he answers every single question that gets asked. So I wasn't going to sit there for two hours when I could just read the notes later on Twitter. (laughs) And yeah, honestly, nothing exciting. There is going to be no change to my life whatsoever at this point. So I'm not really quite sure why people were so excited. Mm. I think, you know how I've said before, I think I've said it before on the podcast as well as that if anything, isolation of the lockdown has made me realize how many people really hate their kids. I think (laughs) a lot of people were really excited because childcare opens back up. Yeah, I saw someone tweeting last week about how a lot of parents (laughs) are going to be drinking wine at 11am on Monday morning this coming week and we shouldn't judge them for it. And I won't because I mean, I've drunk it that early in the morning. Look, it's your life. You live it however you want. I, Mm. I just, I don't know. I think I was, I didn't realize how many people just truly didn't like their children being around them <laughs> i guess it gets to a point where it's like you need a break right well Little kids i mean, are a lot i was gonna say it's very ignorant of me to say as a person who does not have children and doesn't have to worry about any of those things i'm sure it is a hard job having them with you 24 7 and having no other outlet for their energy but yeah i don't know i just for some reason find it really amusing how much people just want to get rid of their children <laughs> <laughs> at least temporarily although i mean there's someone in my team at work that has two small children and I didn't really think about it the way that she put it on Friday was that she feels bad that one of her kids has no one to play with. Yeah. Um, because the other one's too small to play yet. So Yeah. Um, like that's understandable. And it's not, it's bad to have children not socializing with other children early on. I'm a really good example of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it is nice and I'm sure parents will be relieved, but also at the same time, it has sort of felt like, do you even like your kids? Is someone... <laughs> I don't know. People people never seem to share the good side of it. They only never share the bad. No, it's so, really weird. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there must be moments that make it worthwhile, but you're never not you're not convincing me as a childless person <laughs> to have a child. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I got one seven kilo toddler sized creature running around that screams. That's enough. <laughs> and honestly, more than enough. Um, she's under your chair right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can hear little cat feet patting around. You've got quite a long story for us today, though. I think. I do. As promised from last week, my second story is going to be Rackman, um, which some of you may have heard of, but I have a feeling that maybe most of you haven't. Never heard of it myself. And as such, because I knew you were doing a really long one and we're already fair way. This is actually rather long longer than I thought we would. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I've done three quick ones. Okay. Well, I did two quick ones on either side. Yep. So (laughs) Rackman isn't going to be like... No, I've, I've, sh- I've cut it down. Sh- Shakiri, sh- sh- Om Shinrikyo. Yes, it's, it's not going to be a Om. that length, but um, it'll be a bit longer than your average story. All right. Well, I think I went first last week, so did you want to kick us off? Okay. I'm going to eat my microphone. Hang on. Please don't give your microphone head. I'll give it what I want. Uh, jeez. Okay. 
I don't know how to segue from that into the story, so I'm just going to start. Um, Luke was enjoying his morning cup of coffee when he was called to catch a reptile from a private property. Now, was it the, the Tuatara? The Daily Article, uh, Daily Article, the Daily Mail article didn't actually explain that Luke was, you know, a reptile catcher as a profession. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that it is his job, though. <laughs> no, no, they were just like, get Luke. Who's Luke? Oh, I'll just find the closest Luke. He'll do it. <laughs> yeah. When he arrived, he was met with a three meter saltwater crocodile that had made its way into someone's backyard. Yeah, I'm sure the local wildlife reptile capturer hand- <laughs> is ready to handle that. Snakes, I can understand. But yeah, okay, just go right I mean, the this crocodile. was in the Northern Territory. I still don't think that's so a regular request. He made it sound like it wasn't th- that strange. Deal? Okay. <laughs> I'll trust Luke. He's does it for uh, a living. But he he turned up on his own. Yeah, it's a lot of animal to wrangle by yourself, Luke. What are you yeah, going to do? Yeah, like the animal's longer than you are tall, I would presume. Um, <laughs> so Luke is a freak. He's a five, <laughs> five meter tall giant. Um, so three meters, uh, you said three meters? Mm. So we're looking about nine, ten foot crocodile. Yeah, not, not, a, not a small one. But also not the biggest. No. So I thought since this article was really quite short, I might give you some fun facts about saltwater crocodiles before we move on. Oh, that's it? No, there's a little bit more, but okay. not a lot more. I was going to say, did, did um, he do it? Did he get it? He, he, he did. Was it a plastic? Spoilers. Oh. So some fun facts. They are the largest of all living reptiles. Yeah, I knew that. They can get up to six meters in length and weigh up to a thousand kilos. Okay, so this one's only half the size of an yeah. adult. Yeah. Yeah, not, um, not, not the biggest it could have been, <laughs> which is terrifying to think about. Yeah. I, I once had a dream that I was sort of on a beach. It would have been in New Guinea, but I guess... The- climate similar to darwin and it was just fucking saltwater crocodiles everywhere trying to eat us because we get them in new guinea in new guinea the pigeon for crocodile is puk 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 okay puk puk they're able to propel Not themselves to be confused with peck peck i was gonna say i felt like i'd heard that before no peck peck which is shit well and in the philippines i think i mentioned this in the podcast before they've got peck peck water which is hilarious in new guinea because it's shit water it's shit water <laughs> okay they're able to propel themselves through water at a speed of around 18 k's an hour Okay. It's pretty quick. It's faster than I can swim. Definitely. (laughs) Their mouths have about 40 to 60 large teeth. And honestly, when I was writing that, I'm like, is that all? Because I imagine it would have been way worse. It's not too bad, actually, because we've got, what, 32 or something? Yeah. There was a lot bigger, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I did say large teeth, not, you know, human-sized teeth. What's their bite force? Are you going to tell us that? No, I I did not look that up. Um, It's a lot, but I don't know the number either. Their diet is strictly carnivorous. Mm. They only eat the meats. Uh, it, the thing about crocodiles that's interesting is they're really good at closing their mouths. Not yeah. so good at opening it. Which is weird. That's why you can just put a band-aid, like a rubber band around them and they're no longer a threat. Yeah, which is like ridiculous <laughs> to think about. But yeah, they like to ambush their prey and swallow them whole, which is probably why they don't need too many teeth. Yeah, I think their teeth are just for holding. Yeah. Because what um, they do is they grab the prey and then swim down below the water and roll with it. Yeah, death roll. There's this other podcast that I really like to listen to. It's that How I Survived one. Uh, yep. And the stories on that about being attacked by crocodiles is fucking terrifying, and I'm surprised that people live through it because... That is a good podcast. They just like to... Basically, they don't really, you know, um, crush their victims with their jaw or anything. They literally drown them. That's how they kill you. Not like, you know, crushing you to death or anything, or eating you. They just roll you over and <laughs> drown you, which is, in a way, I'm like, that's dumb. But in the other way, I'm like, no, that's smart, because that's not as much effort for them. Yeah. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, and they can live up to 70 years old. How long? 70. Okay. Have they said seven for a second? Well, that's not very no, long. No, 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 70. 70, yeah. That's quite right. Reptiles live for a long time. Yeah, I think about tortoises. Yeah, but that's a long time. That's a human 
lifespan. Yeah, we're doing like, those crocodiles walking around who were there during the bombing of Darwin Harbour, probably. Probably. Back to my original story, though. Um, It took Luke and three other volunteers. I can't imagine going to a job and going, look, there's this crocodile. I'm not going to be able to do it on my own. Will you help me? <laughs> I wouldn't say yes. <laughs> and it took them an hour and a half to trap it. How did they trap it? I don't know. It doesn't actually explain how they trapped it, but all they did was put, like, tape around its mouth and claws. Like you were saying, it's really easy to get them to not bite you. <laughs> Yeah, once they close their mouth, assuming they haven't got anything in there, just tape it up and they're buggered. They can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was this picture of this, like, massive crocodile in the back of a ute, just, like, with their hands tied together and its mouth So they hog-tied it. Yeah, pretty much. And then I, I sort of loved the article because then it's like, then they dropped it off at a local billabong and I'm like, I don't think I've heard a more Australian sentence. So they didn't, I guess, they, so they just released it. Yeah, well, it, released it was it. a wild crocodile, right? It's just wandered too far in. Yeah. Like, I'll go back. Back at the billabong. How would you describe a billabong to someone who might not know what that it's, is? It's a body of water. Like a lagoon kind of thing? Yeah, sort of. Because, I mean, we also have those here as well. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I never really understood what a billabong was. And I Googling have, billabong brings up the bloody clothing brand. Yeah. I, ha- I have to admit, I don't know what identifies a billabong to other bodies of water. I don't know what the difference is. But, like, if someone says it in a sentence, I know what it is. Yeah. It's one of those. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is a billabong? A branch of a river forming a backwater or stagnant pool. Made okay, by so it's water not running flowing water. from the mainstream during a flood. It's kind of like a swamp. Yeah, sort of. So it's definitely not running water. Mm. I guess a it's billabong just- is an Australian term for an oxbow lake, an isolated pond left behind after the river changes course. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense. Mm. Okay. Well, here you go. Here we go. That's a much better explanation than I gave yeah. of what a billabong is. Definitely not what I was actually ever thought of when I thought of a billabong. No, the, the weirdest thing for me is I, that's exactly what I pictured, but I didn't know how to describe it. That wasn't like using words that are used for other bodies of water. Yeah. If that makes sense. So Luke commented that the crocodile looked full and healthy, and he even said that it probably snacked on a stray dog while making its way through town. Nice. <laughs> um. Nice. <laughs> I think the worst thing for me is that he said that because it's happened before. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably happens all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's never live in the Northern Territory. I don't want to have to deal with this. <laughs> Poppy, if we lived in the Northern Territory, you definitely wouldn't be able to go outside. No, definitely You're not. You're such an idiot. You would walk up to a crocodile. You would. Uh, good. We, this is the reason we don't let you out now. So while it was three meters long, apparently that's about the same size as other others that Luke has caught in the area. So not uncommon. Okay. Apparently. So it Did sounded- they not tell him it was a crocodile? Did they think he wouldn't turn up if they said crocodile? I don't know. I think what happened was he thought it was a much smaller crocodile. Yeah. Or like a, a guana. Not an iguana. What have you got here? No. Goanna. Goanna. I wouldn't want to trap a goanna on my own. They're venomous. Are they? Yes. Yeah. I have seen one in the wild once. Up a big- It was up a tree. It did not look natural being in the tree. I'll give it that. It was <laughs> a weird looking thing. I was like, I don't think you're meant to be up there, but he was up there. How, how do I explain a goanna to someone who's never seen one? Big it's lizard. a big fucking lizard. Uh, <laughs> not like, what are those really big ones? Komodo, Komodo dragon. dragon. Not that big. Like about half the size of that? Oh my God, they can move at 20 kilometers an hour. Oh, they're quick. And they get up to 2.6 meters long. So that crocodile was almost the size of yeah. a larger goanna. It was a bit bigger than a large goanna. I it's mean, a big lizard. Yeah, it's a big fucking lizard. And they've got like horrendously strong jaws. Yeah, I, I would say they kind of look like a smaller Komodo dragon. Honestly, if they've got a poisonous mouth, they've probably got a similar ancestor because Komodo dragons are from Indonesia. Probably. Indonesia's rather far away from Australia. It's probably a common heritage there. You know, they do look kind of similar, just like smaller. And yeah, they do have a venom 
when they bite. So, yay, Australia. (laughs) So it did sound like from the article that saltwater crocs are just a common danger in the area at this time of year and that you should keep an eye on your pets and children while they're outside. Okay. I can't imagine, like, I guess, you know, us living in Metro Melbourne, I can't really imagine that being something that I would have to worry about. No. Honestly, the worst thing we'd probably have to worry about here would be a, f- a fox, and I don't think that's giving them it. They're not going to come near you. <sighs> no. Maybe on the off chance, it. a stray kangaroo comes all the way in and starts a bocking, bocking, boxing match with me. I mean, there was one at the airport once. Yeah, but the airport here is on the outskirts of the city. So. But I mean, the good news is that we're entering spring, so that means we're probably going to get more animal stories. Excellent. I like animal stories. Yes. Because, you know, now they're all active again. I'm fairly certain that uh, we'll probably get some... Uh, Weird ones come out. Well, my first story is also about an animal. Oh, so is my last it's one. It's also in Darwin. So is my last one. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's all the weird animals in um, Northern Territory Look, that are I coming out. I say, not the <laughs> first time I've had a story like this okay. in Darwin. I'm afraid we've picked the same story. I'm starting to get worried. You're starting to get worried? <laughs> well, okay. So in September 2015, Darwin police responded to a scene of a serious assault. Okay, this is not the same story. Okay. No. Or at least that's what they thought they were attending for. See, they got a call from a concerned citizen who reported a man on Vestey's Beach in Darwin bleeding profusely from the head. Okay. Police and paramedics arrived on the scene and they found the victim, who was a 45-year-old man, he was not named, who told them what had happened. He advised he'd actually just been fishing. I'm starting to think you should never go fishing in Darwin because the fish are fucking cooked. (laughs) Okay. This will be the third person I've done on this podcast in only 41 episodes who's been attacked <laughs> by a fish in Darwin and been seriously injured. Remember that one story where yeah, she yeah. got her neck slit open? That guy, other guy got killed by a fish in yeah. Darwin? Quote, he actually flicked the fish into his face and the venomous spike oh, back no. spine of the fish lodged in the side of his head. It was a catfish. Oh no. While he was writhing in pain and bleeding everywhere, his friend actually took the catfish and was admiring it. Thanks, friend. <laughs> That's uh, Superintendent Louise Jorgensen of the police department said at the time. I feel like I've heard that name before. He was treated on the scene and given marine safety advice, as it was Marine Safety Week in Darwin. Uh, This occurred on the 22nd of September, so it must be Marine Safety Week in Darwin again. So, good timing for this. Oh my god. It's like, here's an example of what not to have (laughs) happen to you. When you catch the fish, don't smack yourself in the head with it. (laughs) Again, the superintendent advised, I'm not quite sure he appreciated it, being told marine safety after having his head cut open. Probably not. And also that he was very embarrassed. I mean, I think you would be, like... (laughs) It just sounds silly to say, yeah, I caught a fish and then I hit myself in the head with it. What I assume happened is he was reeling it in. It's come up on the yeah. rocks, flicked out of the water and just smacked him in the side of the head. Uh, I didn't know catfish had a venomous barb on the back of their spine. I have a feeling it's probably not all catfish. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. But it also doesn't surprise me. Although Australia- the venomous kind of mean that bad because it didn't seem to affect yeah. him. It was more the I mean- bleeding that was the problem. I guess that's the thing. Like we say venomous, but that doesn't automatically mean death. Yeah. It could just mean that it, like, fucks you up for a bit. <laughs> it's made him bleed. Or, like, hurt or, you know. Yeah. But th- that's it. That's the whole story. It's real quick. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, so they thought it was an assault. So someone's, like, obviously walking on the beach, seeing the, a guy profusely seen, bleeding. All they've seen is two guys on the beach. One of them's bleeding heavily. Yeah, okay. So they're like, oh, shit. That man's <laughs> being attacked. Better call the police. At least they were, like, concerned enough yeah. to, like, call, even though you it know, wasn't needed. I'd exactly. still rather to one of these call than not call. Of it was like, oh, someone saw them, but they thought he'd just been hit in the head with a fish, so he didn't call the police, and then yeah. the other guy beat him to death. We'd be like, what the fuck, citizen? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
No, I, I can appreciate that. But that would be embarrassing to have like, as far as he knows, the cops haven't been called. And then to have a cop walk up to you and go, what's happened here? And then you've had to go. You're minding your business. <laughs> Sirens, police and, yeah. and ambulance turn up. Now everyone on the beach is looking at you. Oh, fuck. And you have to say, yep, I hit myself in the head with a fish. A fish attacked me. A vicious catfish. <sighs> so now we enter the meat and the potatoes of the meat episode. Meat and the potatoes. I have three pages of notes. Holy Jesus. So, Rackman, if you haven't heard of it before. I've not. I have a feeling that if you were an adult in the 90s, you'd probably remember it. However, I wasn't, so I didn't remember it at all. And the worst thing is, is that I'm, I grew up not far from the area that it happened, so it's even were weirder that Rackman? I don't remember. No. <laughs> um, when I hear Rackman, I think Ratman, and then I think of that fucking thing from, oh God, what was that puppet show on ABC? Okay, the yeah, Ferals. way more specific. Oh, Ferals, yeah. The Ratman on that. <laughs> Okay, it has nothing to do with rats. So I hadn't actually heard of this until I heard it on another podcast like two years ago. And I actually, okay, no, I don't want to give it away. I'm just going to, I'm just going to dive into it. Okay. Because I, I don't know how to like, I don't know how to talk these things up without giving away details. Okay. <laughs> I need to get better at that. But anyway, so this is a murder mystery from the 90s and it's a fucking doozy. All right. So yeah, spoiler alert, someone dies. No. A murder mystery? <laughs> On the morning of 11th of August, 1994, the Lady Marion was trawling the Hawkesbury River for squid. I grew up in that area. Gross. And I didn't know there was even fucking squid in the Hawkesbury. Why would you eat it anyway? Well, apparently it's like a commercial fishing spot. Apparently we eat the fish that come out of the fucking Hawkesbury. Lady Marion is a boat, isn't it? Yes, it is a boat. I thought it was a lady. (laughs) I did say it was trawling, like it's literally a fishing trawler. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just picturing a woman walking down the side of the fucking river. I said trawling. Trawling by hand. She's fucking got a stick and like, give me a squid. Do you know how deep the Hawkesbury is? She'd be fucking drowning. Big stick. <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, dear. Really big stick. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah, I did not know that there was squid in the Hawkesbury or that it was a, that, that we use it for commercial fishing. Mm. I mean, that kind of terrifies me in a way, because if you've seen the Hawkesbury, it ain't clean. <laughs> well, mind you, no, the ocean isn't really that clean either. So. Well, yeah, fair point. Some geographical info so that people who are not from that area know where the Hawkesbury is. I have a feeling if you're from Sydney, you probably know where it is, but if not, maybe not. So the Hawkesbury River is 120 k's long. It starts not far from Palm Beach. You may recognize because Home and Away is filmed there. Which is Coastal Neighbours. It is. The Channel 7 Neighbours. <laughs> it goes all the way until North Richmond where it eventually runs into the Nepean River. So the Horse River is technically in Sydney. It's still part of Greater Sydney. It, I, I think it forms the northern border of Sydney in my but opinion. But it really is on the very like outskirts of Sydney. Like once you cross the Hawkesbury River, you've You're left not in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so Sydney is kind of sort of fucked in a way. It's really spread out. It's really spread out, but it's been built in a really confined area at the same time. Um, So you've got the mountains to the west, the Blue Mountains, and then to the north, you've got the Hawkesbury River, which honestly you could build over, but it's quite a hilly area. Yeah, it's like once you're hitting like the Hawkesbury River, it's almost rural. There's not a lot out there. Like it it truly is the outskirts of Sydney. Like you could barely call it Sydney, basically. Um, I, I grew up in an area that's really not far from the end and- like the town I grew up was like smashed in between farms. Like it's just, there's nothing out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our story takes place near the start of the Hawkesbury River near Cohen, which is just a little further north than Barawa and next to Brooklyn. What was it called again? 
Um, it's just near Cowan. It's like right next door to Brooklyn. Okay. Um, fun fact, I didn't write in my notes, but I read. That's the only area in Sydney where they still have a um, boat postman. Really? Because there are some um, properties there that are only accessible by boat, not by road. That is kind of cool. Imagine that being your job. That'd be cool. I'd be a boat posty. <laughs> a boasty. A boasty. <laughs> okay, now back to the more uh, distressing details. On that morning, the Lady Marion's, which is a boat, by the way. It's not it's a, a boat. It's not a lady. <laughs> not a local lady. La- lady Marion's out trawling the Hawkesbury again. <laughs> As she strolls along the banks <laughs> with a big hell. stick for squid. Big old squid stick. Fucking hell. Um, there goes Lady Marion, dressed in her white flowing gowns and veils in her hair, looking for squid. What is wrong with you? <laughs> There's okay. also a place in the area called Patonga, which is just fun to say. <laughs> Tonga. I'm pretty sure Go, Il- Go Island's near there too. Is it? I thought Go Island was in the harbour. Sydney Harbour. Oh, wait, is it? Yeah. I'm getting that confused. There is another island there, though, that's quite small. Dangar Island? Maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So the boat's captain, Mark Peterson, got excited because he was having some trouble pulling up one of their nets, and he initially thought it was going to be a fucking massive squid that he was going to make a quid off. Cool. It wasn't, though. Um, Was it a body? It was more than a body. Oh. However, it it wasn't a squid. Um, What it did pull up was a steel frame. Okay. So it looked like two crosses welded together. So like, you know, your standard like Christian crucifix cross. Yeah. And then another one welded to the bottom upside down. So a double-sided cross. Yeah. Okay. And it had plastic bags tied to it. Okay. The crew had a closer look after noticing that a bone was poking out of one of the bags. Now- they initially thought that it was like a dog or something, which is yep. why they opened all the bags. But once they noticed a human skull, they realized that that wasn't the case. What an interesting way to dispose of a body. Yes. Like, I totally agree. One, where is- do you have, what, where did you get your giant metal crosses? Well, we kind of go into that. Okay. Sort of. Oh, so if you're going to go through the effort of chopping someone up like that and put them in multiple bags, wouldn't you put them in separate locations? It turned out that he wasn't chopped up. That what had happened is when he initially went into the water, he was one whole piece tied to the frame, but they had wrapped him in plastic. Okay. Which is also odd. Why would you- It's fantastic. Oh, no. No? (laughs) Um, But like, okay. It was the 90s. (laughs) It was, but it was before that song came out. Um, (gasps) Is that where they got the idea? No. Oh, my God. It's just, it's really odd because, I mean, one, why would you go to all this trouble of this steel frame? Mm. For one. But then two, if you're disposing of a body, why would you try and preserve it by wrapping it in plastic? Yeah. Like, it's real fucking weird. Like, w- water would make quick work of a body. And exactly. And sea creatures in there as well. Yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever. So, yeah, a body had been tied to the steel rack, hence rack man, um, and dumped uh. in the river. When I was reading about this um, earlier today, one of the most disturbing facts was that the steel rack was homemade and it had been made exactly to the size of the person who was tied to it. Okay, so they really thought this out. So it was it was definitely made for him. Yeah, it's not. We've got some shit lying around. No, we're so, not, not like we already had this steel rack lying around. Let's use it for this purpose. No, 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 no. This was definitely, definitely made for this guy. Nice. Which is also really weird. Why would you do that? Why Why would you go to the trouble of making a steel rack? Yeah. Pixie! You're interrupting my story. Pixie, we're trying to learn about a murdered man. Yeah. Murder. You're right. Murder. Murder. Okay, so um, obviously 
the authorities were called once they realized it was human remains. But one of the other mysterious parts about this is that the police had no idea how to identify who it was. Interesting. He had no personal belongings on him apart from a pack of cigarettes and a lighter. Was it Winnie Blues? Uh, um, it wasn't. It was Benson and Hedges. I'd never heard of them. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, I've definitely heard of them You before. know, I'm not a smoker, so... <laughs> Me either, but I'd still heard of them before. He was dressed in unmarked and mass-produced clothing. So he was wearing black no-sweat track pants, which I definitely remember those in the 90s, and an Everything Australian t-shirt. Hmm. Uh, one of the articles had, like, the clothes kind of laid out, and I'm like, that's what a lad would wear. Oh. Like, it really looked like that, and it was well before lads were really a thing here. Um, Interesting. So anyway... <laughs> Do you have the bum bag? No. Hmm. Which peak 90s really should have had the bum bag. Should have had the bum bag. Maybe he did, but he didn't have it with him on his body. They stole his bum bag. Those fucking bastards. <laughs> or, if you're American, a fanny pack. So it was estimated that he had died up to three years prior to being found, but it was more likely to be within the six to 12 months beforehand. But body was still so badly decomposed that his fingerprints were unidentifiable and the DNA samples that they could take were of such bad quality that they couldn't be used. And I mean, yeah, keep in mind, mid-90s DNA technology is not the same then it is, as it is now. And they dumped him in the Hawkesbury River, which might as well just be poison. <laughs> he was essentially fish food, let's be real. I, I, look, the Hawkesbury can't be that bad if it's like a commercial fishing site. The water must be relatively safe. It must be. It doesn't look it, but it must be. <laughs> So he also had, and this was mentioned in every single article that I could find about it, which I thought was interesting, but then I realized why. He also had straight teeth with no fillings. Okay. He did have one tooth that was missing. Apparently, it looked like it had been removed a long time ago, so they thought it had happened when he was a kid. It meant that he likely didn't have any usable dental records. So because he had straight teeth that didn't need to be, you know, didn't need braces, didn't have any fillings, he likely hadn't really been to the dentist. Interesting. Okay. So there was really nothing, and they couldn't use like fillings to identify them either, because you know you could say like, oh well, the per- like the person that I'm missing has you know fillings and blah blah blah, whereas mm. this guy doesn't. You could identify them that way. Well, um, which I really if thought his about. teeth are so perfect, you could just look for pe- missing persons with perfect teeth. Yeah, usually that wouldn't really be remarked on. Yeah. So it's it's a weird one, but I hadn't really thought about it that that was the way that they used dental records to identify people. So they couldn't really match any missing missing persons reports, although it was kind of hard because they didn't really have anything to identify this guy. So how could they identify if he matched the description? Of anyone. Of anyone. So it was kind of hard for them. The only thing they had to go off was that he was most likely of Mediterranean or East European descent. Okay. okay. Maybe Italian or Austrian. Falling into the lad profile even more. A little, yeah. So what they did do is they made a facial reconstruction based off his bone structure, and I'm going to send you a photo of it now. It's fucking terrifying. Okay. I'm um, looking forward to this early 90s facial reconstruction. Oh, like, honestly, when you see it, you're just like, why? Why Why did you create this? Was it to give children <laughs> nightmares? Because, oh boy. Give me that cursed image. So this is the artist rendering. However, they did make an actual cast of it. The artist rendering isn't too bad. The cast, oh boy, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> The cast looks nothing like the drawing. <laughs> the cast is... Co- oh, that's the cast. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, seriously. Like, you've got to have a look at this. Good like, the Lord. link will be in the show notes. It is. Oh, it's so bad. Like, it's just... They put that on display to see if people would recognize him. Ugh. Like, people had to look at that. But it doesn't look anything like the artist's drawing. I know. I could definitely see it. But, like, it, it looks more like, like the what middle. what is this middle drawing? That's someone mm. else. <laughs> 
Like, it's just, oh, man. Okay. Keep in mind that they only had the bone structure. The rest, they're sort of filling in yeah. of what it might look like. So, that's why it probably all looks slightly different. But, oh, honestly, nightmare feel. So, the two big questions surrounding the discovery was, who is this guy? Mm. And why the fuck did they tie him to a steel rack? Disappointingly, I can only answer one of those questions today. Because it's a murder mystery. So, we still don't know who did it? No. No. Initially... They didn't know who he was at all, so there were a few suspects of who Rackman could be. First was Joe Biviano, who had gone missing from Dremoyne, in, which is a suburb of Sydney, in December of 1993. He was the right age, Mediterranean, and the right height, but a DNA sample was taken from a relative in 2005 and it didn't match. Okay. A lot of Mediterranean people live in Dremoyne. Yes. Yes, they do. Um, hmm. Like big Greek and Italian Yeah, but it just dawned on me. I was like, well, I know a lot of Mediterranean people who live in Dremoyne. Weird. Second was Peter Mitris. I'm not good. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Who was last seen in King's Cross in April 1991. It had been previously reported to police that he'd been bashed to death and his body was dumped in the ocean. Okay. He was ruled out eventually because he turned out to be much taller than the remains that they found. Okay. The third theory was that he was actually underworld hitman Christopher Dale Flannery, who if you don't know who that is, he was also known as Mr. Rentakill. I was going to say, that name rings a bell. Yeah. Was he in some of the Underbelly yeah, series? Yeah, yep. okay. <laughs> But And he disappeared in May 1985, but his dental records didn't match. So he was eventually ruled out as well. Gee, I wonder if he got killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, actually. Maybe he just, like... Left? Left, yeah. I guess if you probably earned a lot of money, why not bail on it? I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that he's dead or if he's just, like, on the run. Mm. Anyway, the final possibility and the person who would end up being. But before I go on to who it was, if we had done this story two years ago, I would have stopped the story there because we wouldn't have known who it was. Oh, so we only recently discovered. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's cool. All right. Um, so it took like over 20, 20 years. years to find out who it was, which is, it's crazy to think Closer about. Closer to 30, actually. Yeah. So, and until 2018, the remains of Rackman lied refrigerated in a Sydney morgue because they were really hoping that they were going to be able to identify him eventually. That's kind of crazy that they just kept him around like that. Yeah. I mean, I've never heard of that before, but I'm assuming that's actually Probably what they do. Probably quite common practice. Yeah. Because I guess how else are they going to keep the DNA? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In late August 2018, the New South Wales Deputy State Coroner was finally able to officially rule, due to new DNA technology, that Rackman's remains belonged to a 37-year-old Sydney man named Max Tansavisky. That's probably really wrong, but Max. We're going to call him Max. What was his name? Max? Tansavisky? T-A-N-C-E-V-S-I-K. Oh, sorry. S-K-I. Tansavisky. That's how I'm going to say it, but we're also just going to call him Max from now on because I'm not going to get the pronunciation right. He was last seen by his partner leaving their house in Newtown in January of 1993. Max was a known gambler and he would take frequent trips to gamble on the Gold Coast. When he disappeared, no one reported it straight away. Because they thought, oh, he's on the Gold Coast. He's on another gambling trip was basically what the, even his girlfriend thought that. Like she did not think it was weird that she hadn't seen him for a few days. Hmm. The day he was last seen, he withdrew $1,800. But again, this wasn't unusual because kind of he was a gambler. Yep. Despite the fact that he was a really heavy gambler, there was no known connections with gangs or underworld figures. No one in his life was made aware if he was in trouble or in debt or any of that kind of thing. The question still remains, why was he murdered and why did he end up on a steel rack that was really clearly made for him? Yeah, he must have pissed someone off. Um, most common theory is that it was gang-related, uh, that yeah, perhaps yeah. he was in debt he's, from his gambling habit. And that owed- would be my first guess. He's, he owed someone a lot yeah. of money. 
And, like, possibly the wrong person. Should have just gone to drunken daylight bank robberies like old mate, what's his name, from <laughs> the week prior. Yeah, I mean, 20 years after that guy did it, but could have still got away with it. That, that they maybe decided to make an example of him. That maybe they wanted people to find his body. And that was why he was wrapped in plastic. Like, they wanted him to preserve him. So Could be waiting a long time for someone to find that body. That's a lot of... That just seems like a lot of chance. If he was dumped near where he was found, not really, because it gets trawled all the time. Suppose if he was killed, he went missing in. I guess he, he was went gone missing for a year in January night. It doesn't mean he was killed straight away though. No. Well, they had to keep him alive and take his measurements to build the fucking rack, right? <laughs> well, if they knew him, they probably had the rack ready. Mm. Um, however, there's no evidence to back that theory. There's no evidence for any theory, really. You can only assume that it was from a gambling debt because that's what he did with his spare time. But even his girlfriend wasn't aware of any debt that he had or anything. The autopsy report has never been released, and I assume that's because it's still an active investigation. Yeah. So I can't say whether he was already dead when he was tied to the rack or whether it was designed to torture him. I don't know. But either way, if you know anything about the case, you should definitely give Crime Stoppers a call because this is very much still open. They're still trying to find who murdered him. When I first heard about this case, it was on a podcast about two years ago, and they didn't have the answer as to who he was. That's cool. So it's kind of cool that I can do it now and say, no, we know who he is now. I'm better than your (laughs) podcast because I found the answer. Well, no. Obviously, they didn't have a chance to know the answer. (laughs) Exactly. It's Um, funny to say it that way. But yeah, it's just kind of crazy that I could... Because I didn't even know that they had found out who he was until today. Yeah, I I feel like I would have heard about that, but I guess... No, I, I, it didn't come up for me. Like, I didn't see so it So last week you're like, or... I'm going to do Rackman, and you didn't even know that we knew who I it thought was. I was giving you a true murder mystery of, like, I don't even know who it is when I said that. Hmm. So that was kind of crazy that today I was able to, like, give you an answer that they do know who he is. They just don't know why, why. Um, he is the Rackman. And it's kind of cool because another one came up this week about a really old, like much older than this one, unsolved case that they think they have an answer to. So I'm going to do that one next week. It's just, I think it's really cool that like technology has advanced so much that we can solve all these things that they never thought that they could solve. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that they knew to keep stuff though. They must have known that it was starting to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But I mean, the the one that I'm thinking of, well, I mean, that didn't use DNA, but I mean, they caught the Golden State Killer. When was that? Like in the 60s and 70s? And they still knew to keep DNA. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Interesting. Anyway, I just think it's really interesting that we can we can do that stuff now. Must have been so much easier to go over crime 100 years ago. Oh, man. Like, how many people would have, like, wrongfully been put in jail and stuff before? Yeah. Well, that still happens. Well, I mean, it still happens, but probably to a lesser extent now that we rely on actual, you know, DNA and stuff. <sighs> I might have to put my slippers on. Your feet getting cold, are they? Feet getting cold. Oh, now I have to stare at that fucking photo <laughs> of that cast. God, it's terrible. Oh, bit old though, because I mean, just gonna change. We're well the into spring now. I'm still having to put on fucking slippers. You know, it was quite sunny today. Sun was shining. Staying up late in the day. Next week, daylight saving starts. Seriously, already? Next weekend, yeah. Fuck. Flowers out. Bees are buzzing. And in parts of Victoria and South Australia the other day, it fucking snowed. Yep. In the middle of spring, it was Welcome snowing. Welcome to spring. <laughs> On Ballarat this week, they recorded their coldest September day since 1969. Say it with me here. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, snow fell for several hours. It wasn't just a quick thing. It wasn't just a bit of a and done. Uh, we've got four centimeters thick in parts. Thick. Thick. White snow. <laughs> Which may not be impressive to some people listening to this, but... It's Australia. <laughs> you don't get a lot of snow in Australia. Uh, so it is quite special when it happens. Certainly, I've never seen snow in Australia. 
Me either. I've lived here for how many years? I've seen snow in real life. I've seen it in New Zealand. I've seen it in Kyoto. I've lived um, here all my life and never seen snow in Australia. <laughs> yeah. I have seen it out the window of a plane. Although I suspect the other week that I seen snow. It could have been. It did not look like rain. It was falling mm. very different to rain, even though you didn't believe me. And I think the only major city that actually gets snow really is Hobart. And even then, it's not yeah. guaranteed to happen every year. I think outer suburbs of Sydney sometimes get it. The ones that are borderline in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. I think snow has been reported in Melbourne, but again, it'll be your outer-lying suburbs. And um, I think up in Dandenong no, sometimes. No, no, no. This year, they reported snow in South Yarra. Did they? Yeah. That's right. Just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Again, though, it doesn't stay around long. It melts no, pretty straight away. I mean, away. like when we say snow, it is the tiniest fucking amount of yeah. snow you've ever seen You're not seen talking your like your classic New York white Christmas look. Mm. We don't get that anywhere in Australia. Yeah, Maybe no, that occasionally in Hobart, but nowhere near like, yeah. we don't have snow plows. You don't have people salting their fucking sidewalk. <laughs> it doesn't happen. No. Yeah, so it was just fucking cold. It was, it was really cold. It snowed. So accompanying the snowy parts, or the snow and parts of the states, there was heavy rainfall as well, which actually caused a temporary rainfall off the cliffs near the remaining 12 apostles. Fuck, okay. Actually, in all honesty, you should just go and look at my links for this because the pictures that some people have taken are very nice. Hmm. It's interesting seeing a Australian landscape in snow because it's... Snow will be used Normally to. it's dry and red. Yeah. So you've still got the gum trees and everything and the eucalypts, but it's snowing and it's quite pleasant looking. It's been kind of weird. Like, we've had a lot of snow, like, at the end this year. Uh, for my work, one of the warehouses got damaged so badly by snow, like, just a few weeks ago that it got shut down. So Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. In South Australia, the Flinders Ranges, they woke up to some of the heaviest snowfall they've seen in years. Imagine waking up to snow. I have. I haven't. <laughs> I, was in a, uh, I woke up on a, t- on a futon on a tatami floor in a little house in Kyoto and I went outside and it was a blanket of snow. And then I walked in nothing but jeans and a t-shirt to the local 7-Eleven and got my breakfast. It was cold. Did you regret it? Not really, no. <laughs> but maybe I shouldn't have done it. Uh, and also in Adelaide itself, they didn't get snow. Instead, they got widespread hail, rain, and strong winds and cut the power to over 2,000 homes and businesses. Great. Probably would have preferred the snow, I'd imagine. There you go. It snowed. So In late spring. Let's or mid-spring. Let's sum up this story in one Let's put sentence. it this way. In Sydney the other day, they had a 38-degree day. Yeah, it's been And it's really snowing weird. in other parts of the country. Gee, I wonder if the climate's been fucked. Nah. It's nah. definitely not the coal. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> we need more of that, not less. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. I hope, uh, I hope the fires aren't as bad this year, right? Surely because of how bad it was last year, this year can't be, can't be worse. I mean, I hope not. Fuck, I hope I don't regret that saying that. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll replay that soundbite in fucking January and see where we are. Um, <laughs> we'll just replay episodes from last year and see if anyone notices. <laughs> Fuck, if it's that bad. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because like they fires. They will notice because the audio will be shit. No, but like, no, it's more like fires are just a part of the Australian landscape. Oh yeah, there'll still definitely be fires. There'll, there'll be fires. Like there's no doubt about that. But hopefully nowhere near as catastrophic. Yeah, because like last year was abnormal. Yeah, that was really bad. But we're probably going to see more of that in the coming years. Mm. Hopefully not this year. Maybe the year after. Probably definitely the year after that. Which is a... Uh, Yay! Yeah. Woohoo! Can, can we just have, like, something in 2020? Like, in this last bit? Can it just be, like, a bit nice just for a little while? Like, it doesn't have to be long, because it'll be grateful for, like, a week <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Mm. Um, just, you know, just give us a little bit. Just remember, Ron, it's not something going to all stop on New Year's Eve. It's really not. 2021 is just going to be Although as much I do, as I do appreciate the joke of, like, New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2020. Happy New Year, clock ticks over, December 32nd, 2020. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh man. End. Oh, well. That's anyway, my story. Let's not uh, talk Dwell. about 2020 and let's talk about. <laughs> Talk about God. I hope they're saying it's Heinz, hindsight is twenty twenty doesn't come from a time traveler in the future who was warning us that twenty twenty would be the last decent year. Oh, imagine if this is like, well, I wish it was still in three years' time. We were here. God, I wish it was twenty twenty still. Hope that's not true. You know, because I remember when people were saying that like twenty seventeen was like the worst year ever. It really wasn't. We knew nothing. <laughs> we did not know what was coming for us. <laughs> I was like, well, was it 2016, all the celebrities died. And Maybe I think it was 2016. I knew it was one of those. 2016 people really, really didn't like, and I feel like every year since then has been worse. Yeah. But Yay. Let's not think about that right now. And let's talk about Emily. I should probably explain who Emily is. Is she also trolling the Hawkesbury River for squid? <laughs> no, Emily's just, you know, an average person. But Emily woke at 2 a.m. to what she thought was a hair clip she'd forgotten to take out of her hair. Oh, no. That was irritating her forehead. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you think I'm about to say? Please don't tell me it was a cockroach. No, it wasn't a cockroach. Okay. Uh, she lives approximately 22k southeast of Darwin, so I think you know that this story is going to be like some, you know, fucked up Australian animal that would freak out everyone else in the world. Um, and you'd be right because it's a fucking yabby. What she actually felt was a snake biting her forehead. Ah, you don't want to wake up to that. It couldn't have hurt that bad if she thought it was a fucking hair clip. I feel like a snake, <laughs> like, you probably can't get a good bite in the forehead because it's straight to no, skin. No, I think, right? like, it was a really shitty spot for it to bite her, really, but whatever. Or what kind of snake are we looking at? I'm going to tell you. Long, tubular one? <laughs> yeah. At first, she didn't think that it, it had bitten her. She thought that she'd be just been started awake by, you know, the strange sensation of a snake touching her face. Mm. Um, but once she got up and looked in the mirror, there were puncture marks and blood everywhere because, you know, head Heads wounds. bleed like a bastard. Yep. yep. When I wrote that, I'm like... <laughs> How would you not know? Because, like, surely you could feel the blood running, right? But then I'm like, when, how sometimes you could, like, touch something that burns you, but you don't know that it's burning you until you look at it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're not aware, sometimes you just don't feel it. Also, I like that she gets up and looks in the mirror. Just leaving the snake on the bed, I assume? Yeah. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. Get out of here. I think she was like, oh, like, because it felt weird. I better go check it kind of thing. Mm. But she didn't think she'd been bitten. My, my first thought would be to deal with the snake. Yeah, no. <laughs> that was not my first thought. Luckily, the snake turned out to just be a carpet python. Okay. And wasn't deadly. So she was not dying. Gonna she was fine. a tetanus shot, but... But, you know, you, you'll live. Like tetanus <laughs> shot or poisoned? Oh, I'll take the tetanus shot. Yeah, same. Uh, pythons have uh, what's like a serrated plate in their mouth instead of fangs. Interesting. Which, honestly, I think if there was no venom in the fangs, I'd rather be bitten by them because it's clean in and out. A serrated plate just fucks you up. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a python, so it wraps itself around the, its victim and then crushes them and then... See, it doesn't usually use its bite. It doesn't chew. No. So it's just to hold it. The serrated thing, that's just a warning to get the fuck away from me or something bad's going to happen. That's when they're threatened. That's not mm. for food. Okay. Um, I, w- I would have thought it would help them like hold their prey as they wrapped around it, maybe. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I mean, it wasn't wrapped around her either. It had just bitten her on the forehead. Mm. Anyway, I actually seen someone get bit by a python. Uh, I did a TAFE course in animal care at one point because I thought I wanted to be a vet nurse until I realized that that was just going to make me cry every day. <laughs> um, a vet who was part of the course brought in a python that just bit her on the hand straight away. <laughs> and uh, Fuck you. <laughs> apparently, though, like usually they only bite when they mistake you for food, which I'm like, that doesn't make sense either, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it fucked her up so bad. She was bleeding so badly from it. That's why I know that, like, if you get bit by a python, it's not a good time. Like, it's just, it's not. 
I, I'm looking at pictures of python mouths now, and yeah, there aren't any fangs in there. It's kind of like no. gummy teeth plate serrated things, you say. Yeah. So it's kind of like getting bitten by some steak knives. Yeah. It's exactly what it's like. You know, it's not going to go far into your skin, but it is going to rip it up. Mm. They're, um... Yeah, it would. Like, even though you're not going to die, it really would not be a good time, <laughs> especially on the head. Like that. Yeah. Lucky she didn't get any eye damage. Well, it was quite far up on her forehead. It was nowhere near her eye. There, there's a photo. I'm now looking at a photo of a python eating a whole parrot, and not like a small <laughs> parrot, like a big one. All those big green parrots people have as pets. Oh yeah. Obviously, this is a picture after she'd cleaned up and everything. It doesn't look that bad. Um, yeah, she looks fine. She's chill about it. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, have a look at my forehead. Um, that photo will be in the. Link in the episode notes as well. What was I up to, though, <laughs> before we started talking about snake mouths? Uh, snake mouths. Her husband ended up running to get his snake hook because, of course, they just have one in their house because probably they live in the Northern having... Territory. But yeah, it probably is a thing they have. <laughs> but he didn't have any experience handling snakes either and almost got bit himself. Um, eventually, he managed to pick it up with a glove on and chucked it outside. Uh, oh, chucked is just like throw, toss, whatever. I think that's an Australianism. I think the most entertaining part of the story, though, is that Emily commented that their Kelpie, Vader, slept through the entire incident. Good dog. Useful animal. <laughs> yeah. oh, I give the dog in. a break. I wonder how it got in. If you do come to Australia and you like, I mean, obviously, you should just avoid the snake. But if you have no option, you want to grab it behind its head. Yeah. So in the article, it did say that he kept trying to pick it up by the tail, which is how he no. kept getting nearly bitten. Don't do that. Yeah, no, don't do that. That's dumb. <laughs> Usually what they do when they capture them is, yeah, they've got like, think of those things people, like the claw on a, like a claw on a stick that people used to pick up garbage. Mm. Use that to pick up a snake yeah. by the head and then you dump it in like a, a, a pillowcase. Pillow yeah. say a potato sack, but that's not right. A potato sack would do the job. It would. It would absolutely do the job, but um, they're usually like a pillowcase. They're usually material. Yeah. Because that way the snake, and then you just sort of tie it off and the snake's not going to suffocate. No. But it's not going to get out of there. And it can't see anything. So, Pro tip if you come to Australia and get attacked by a snake. Step um, one, just avoid it or run away <laughs> if possible. But if you have to deal with it, grab the back of its head. Like you're scruffing a kitten for yeah. a dangerous long kitten. Yeah. I mean, basically, we say this, I have never grabbed a snake Oh, I've never had to do life. it either, no. Uh, <laughs> I've held snakes, but I've, like, I've never had to. I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, I'll fucking wrestle snakes, cunt. Um. <laughs> I feel like we're perpetuating that myth of if you come to Australia, you will be confronted with one of these animals. No. That is not true. I've lived in Australia since 2003, and I have seen two, three wild snakes. Yeah, I mean, I could probably count the amount not of times. Not counting dead ones on the side of the road. Yeah, not counting those. I can probably count on one hand how many times I've seen a live snake, and there were no near me. So, um... Conversely, I lived in New Guinea for way less amount of time, and I saw about the same amount of snakes, including one that almost bit me and my school friend. I mean, if you're in, like, a metro area, you're not going to see snakes. And if you no. did, it'd be highly unusual. Not in a metro, but places more. If you get suburban areas, get your brown snakes and things like that. Occasionally. It really depends. Like, if it's a more built-up area, you're not going to see them. Yeah. The most times I've seen them was um, actually in Lane Cove, because it's right next to a national park. Mm. And they live in there. Um, we used to get them in the car park at work all the time. Oh, yeah. Because our car park literally backed onto the national park. And they're a snake. They want to go and sit in the sun. So, yeah. They were also nowhere near me. And that they just, my, like, left of their own accord. So old like, job now. There was always signs out for snake warnings and there was a brown snake, but I never saw it. But I mean, like, if you're in the city, like, say you come as a tourist and you go to Sydney or Melbourne, you're not going to fucking see one. No. Like, you're not going to see a kangaroo. We don't fucking ride in them. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, I'm sorry. You got to go to a zoo to see that shit. Although um, I once went to Sydney Zoo and there was this tourist who was there. And you know the area you can go and you walk with the smaller kangaroos and you yeah, slide yeah. in with them. And there was one that had a baby in its pouch and Aww. he was freaking out. He was so excited. He couldn't <laughs> believe it. He was he was like getting people to take his picture. And he's like, no one's going to believe this back home. Oh my God. That's so and cute. And I was like, because to me, it's a fucking kangaroo. I don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, I know. It's hard to get so excited, excited about I was a like, kangaroo. <laughs> that's nice. Oh, Especially yeah. like for me, because I grew up in like a semi-rural area of yeah, seeing fucking kangaroos all the time. Like kangaroo. it's just like, oh, a fucking kangaroo. Fucking big oh. bouncy rabbit looking bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think my grandfather's first job was shooting roos as well. So, like, they're a pest. Like, it's just... Fuck, I really like kangaroo meat. It's pretty good. I actually don't like it. It comes to Australia, try kangaroo. I think it's pretty good. It's very red meat. I'm not really a big fan of red meat. Yeah, it's hard to... I've only ever had it once as a steak. And that was because people said, don't do it as a steak. And I'd agree, don't normally do it as a steak. Um, But a friend of mine who's a chef cooked it for us. Mm. And it was really good. Usually you get it in like a skewer or on a burger or something. I was going to say, I've had a kangaroo burger before, didn't appreciate it. Anyway, my final story. Okay. Our final story. Oh, the final story is for it? today. Yeah. I've done all mine. Done all yours? What's my last what? story is about someone you like. Oh, okay. Who, who, who is that? You voted for her one time. I voted for her one time. Him. Him. It's Kevin 07, isn't it? Kevin. I love Kevin. Uh, and this is taken from a pedestrian article by a Michael DiIorio or Leorio. I don't know if that's an L or an I now that I've written it down. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to read you the headline because I think it's a fantastic headline. Okay. Famed messy bitch Kevin Rudd dragged the government <laughs> for spending $3.5 to fix their own MBN fuck up. Oh my God. That is amazing. <laughs> honestly. Messy bitch Kevin Rudd. <laughs> I love it. I think I like, was- I think I like K Rudd because... He's on my Twitter feed today advertising handball or something. I yeah, I've seen video. that as well. I've seen the tweet about handball today as well. I think I liked K-Rudd so much because, I mean, he was he's an ex-prime minister, by the way. He's just a dude. Do you know what I mean? He's just like your average middle-aged nerdy man. Hmm. Like I didn't like him at the time. Um, I did. I loved him. I was a dumb high schooler. I think I've come to appreciate him more now. I kind of wish he wasn't judged, but eh, he's busy doing something else now. I listened to an interview with him on a podcast recently, actually, where he pretty much just threw shade at ScoMo without actually doing it. It was yeah. a masterpiece. It's pretty much all he does these days. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and he's doing something. He actually, like, he has an actual job that he's doing. Yeah. That's what I see. <laughs> and he's still in Twitter. politics, but in a different way. Yeah. So, Kevin Rudd has leapt onto social media to resume his role as the most entertaining messy bitch on Twitter. This is the first line of the article, by the way. I think you should go read it. I think Michael writes all his articles like this. So okay. if you like his writing style, maybe you should look at it. Well, it's pedestrian as well. It so. is pedestrian. I think yeah. they're all kind of... So earlier this week, Liberal government decided to pull a principal skinner and pass off someone else's work as their own. And they've decided that the MBN, the $30 <sighs> billion dollar, nine-year ongoing fuck-up in the making, would work better if they just put fiber to the home instead of somewhere down the fucking street they call the node. Which, of course, was Kevin Rudd's original vision and plan that he first proposed way back in 2009. Can you believe we've been hearing about the fucking MBN and it's still not finished? It hasn't delivered on any of the promises. What are we, 11 years later? Yeah, I think the worst part about that, and it really gets me going, because, you know, the world functions on the internet these days. Even in 2009, it was. Yeah. What really gets me is, you know, Kevin Rudd's plan was that everything was going to be fiber to the premises. Yeah. That was his plan. And liberals slammed it, saying that it was unrealistic, too expensive, and would take too long. I think Tony Abbott, a quote from him I always remember, is he said that 25 megabits per second would be more than enough for anyone what a fuck in the wit. future. What a fuckwit. 25 megabytes a second. He probably still thinks that, though. Even if you idiot. don't use the internet a lot, even if you're only like a casual player of games and stuff, you think about the latest Call of Duty, I think it's called Warzone? Yeah, Warzone. The, 
That thing has like 70 gigabyte updates every fucking week. Yeah. It's It'll take you ridiculous. for fucking ever to download. But also, we stream everything. Yeah. Like. And okay, streaming, <gasps> you know, they're not huge downloads, but that's a lot of shit flying through the network. Imagine if yeah. we were still all streaming on fucking copper, which we basically are. We, we are. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people are. So Rudd tweeted earlier this week, quote, what a mega backflip by the part <laughs> of Scott Morrison. For seven years, they botched my government's 2009 plan for fiber to the premise, instead wasting billions with fiber to the mythical node, in inverted commas. <laughs> Giving it. us the worst speeds in the world. And now this. What total policy frauds. Yeah, I absolutely 1000% agree. Yeah, because the worst part is it's going to go through eventually and they'll probably get it working and it'll be okay. And they'll be like, that was us. Yeah, like, I no, know. No, we should That's have been here 10 part. fucking years ago in the first place. Sorry, Scum Morrison, sorry, Scott Morrison's <laughs> government is now promising to bring one gigabyte a second speeds to Australia, to Australian homes by 2023. Bullshit. Yeah, bullshit, I call on that one. Bullshit! At a further $4.5 billion. It's also worth noting that right now in Australia, we average 41.78 megabytes a second download. That's after the NBN is pretty much being considered completed. And that's average. <laughs> that's ridiculous. We don't get that. No, we don't. I, I will say the internet we've got right now is the fastest I've ever had. And it's stuff like, oh my God, I'm downloading off Steam at five megabytes a second. Which, if you say that to anyone else in the world, they will laugh at you. They'll probably laugh at me right now. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Stupid upside down Aussie bimbo. I don't know why I'm a bimbo in Australia here, but I am. <laughs> even though I'm neither of those things. But you know. um, I'm pretty sure I can't remember where we rank, but it is like one of the lowest internet speeds in the world. It is. I was contemplating saying that there are third world countries with faster internet than us. Yeah, there would be. Yeah. If we have any South Korean or Singaporean listeners, I off the top of my head, I can't remember seeing. They're probably laughing, countries. crying right now. Yeah, they're probably thinking, 20, one gigabyte? They're probably laughing at the final yeah. plan. One gigabyte? Look, I'll be stoked with one gigabyte, don't get me wrong. I was going to say, but- we're going to be so happy with that because it's so much more than what we get right now. Oh my God, but <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. It's- I think the problem with Australian government, and dare I say probably in particular liberal government, is that they don't really think of the future. No. They're not, they're not future planning or future proofing. They're just like catching up with whatever is in front of them. All they care about is having a surplus in the budget and pretty much nothing else. Yeah. Spending money for infrastructure is like their worst nightmare. (laughs) Spending money is their worst nightmare. Pretty much, full stop. Which is why they always slam labor for spending money to make our life better. (laughs) I think like the worst thing, the other worst thing about it is that they tend to just take credit for everyone else's plans. Yeah. So, for instance, people are going to look back on this pandemic when it's, you know, whenever it's all over, if it ever is over. It will be over eventually. Um, It's not going to be here forever. And look back at it and go, Scott Morrison was in charge. He did such a great job. When in reality, he did fucking nothing. No. The only and reason all of the why... state premiers took it into their own hands yeah. to do something. If you live in Australia, the only people you have left to thank for like, you know, how well it has gone in Australia is the state premiers. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I say that, that I hate saying that because that means I'm giving fucking some credit to Berejiklian or whatever yeah, her name is. Yeah, she's a shit show as it is. I mean, she, she, she did more than ScoMo. She like. did more than ScoMo though. And that was after she fucked with that Ruby Princess scandal or whatever it was. Yeah. But if you look at the ones, I don't know who the state premiers are of WA or the Northern Territory or Queensland. Queensland is also a woman, but I can't remember her name. Yeah. But they've done, like, WA is pretty much, they never really had it. I think it bears reminding that Scott Morrison didn't ever want to shut anything. Yes. And in fact, he argued with state premiers when they shut down schools, yeah. saying that there was no reason to do that and everything was fine. When he was already keeping his own children home. Yes. Um, mm. He still argues with them now to open their borders when they're saying, no, we've got it under control. We're not like yeah. ruining that right now. 
Yeah, I you, like I was like people I know in WA. They're just living their normal lives. I don't think they have a mask. Yeah. I don't think they even have social distancing. They're just like fuck it, whatever. Exactly. So why on earth would they open their borders and potentially let the virus back yeah, in? I see friends in Queensland. And I'm like, you drove twenty kilometers away to go to a pub. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Like, aren't you going to get in trouble for that? Yeah, like awkward walking the two minutes over the local pub to get a beer and take it back home, which I'm grateful. I hope the local pub keeps that service. That'd be really cool, actually. That'd be nice. I quite like, it's not, I mean, I kind of miss going and just getting a tall glass of beer at the pub, drinking at the bar and then leaving. But I haven't actually finished my article I remembered. There's another paragraph sorry, here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot about it. I just Because, you know why I forgot about it? It's about fucking Anthony Albanese, the current Labour Party head. Who's who notable, will never be in charge. He's notable for being so forgettable, I keep forgetting he exists. Same though? Like uh, I truly believe he'll lose the next election <laughs> as no one will fucking recognise him on the ballot paper. They'll be like, who is this? If Labor I'm was not smart, voting for someone I don't recognise. If Labour was smart, they would vote someone else in as the leader. <laughs> Before the next election. Yes. Um, so he quote, he, he waited on the issue as well and he made a tweet about it. Quote, After years of rubbishing Labour's plan for the NBN and wasting billions of taxpayers' dollars, the Liberals have finally admitted that fibre to the homes is what we needed all along. If only they had a communications minister telling them so back in 2013. Which- Was that him? <laughs> Back in 2013, Anthony Albanese was the communications minister. He even included a video of him on a show with Malcolm Turnbull. I think it was like a QA. and a Oh, my God. Saying that that's what you need to do. There we go. Ridiculous. What a fuck up. Yeah, definitely. So they trashed K. I, I like calling him K. Rudd. I'm sorry. He is Kevin Rudd. He was a prime minister, but I feel like I can call him K. Rudd and he'd be okay with that. Just I, don't show it to crud. No, no, it's K. Rudd or Kevin 07, <laughs> whichever one you want. Uh, honestly, Kevin 07 was one of the best slogans ever for like an election. <laughs> it got me. I was in. Just because it rhymes? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Anyway, because uh, Kevin Rudd was voted in 2007. I hope that made sense. And then he, again for, he went again with Kevin 2011, but that one didn't work it out for didn't him. It didn't work out for him. He didn't even he get didn't to the election. as well. Did he even get to the election? He did, but he didn't didn't get it. Um, no, I thought. No, he did. Hang on, wait. No. He got kicked out just before. He got kicked out. No, he got kicked out just after. He was prime minister for a very, very short amount of time. Oh, okay, so he was re-elected. Yeah. And then they kicked him out of replacement with Gillard. Yeah. Which in and hindsight- so began the fuck up of the Australian political party in which they can no longer ask the question to people they pick up at an ambulance, who is the current prime minister of Australia? Because <laughs> it changes every fucking week. You know, I really didn't like Julie Gillard because I think it was because I liked uh, K-Rod so much that I felt like he- she had betrayed him. So I think that was the reason why I didn't like her. In hindsight, she was an excellent prime minister um, and we ballsed it up, basically. She was your first female prime and, minister and she didn't even serve a whole term. No, and like everyone fucked her over. Like, mm. anyway, that wasn't the point. My point was that K-Rod had this excellent plan that he'd obviously talked to other people about, but the best way to execute it, how much it was going to cost and Liberal slammed that, did their own plan, which has taken longer, costed more money and is generally worse. And was outdated before <laughs> it was even started construction. Oh, God. Honestly, it's just, it's so bad. <laughs> truly, truly terrible. Australian internet. Woo. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the show, though. It does. Has this been a long one? I feel like I talked a lot. I'm so sorry. It's not too bad. Yeah, I haven't. I My headache's gone, so I felt quite energetic today, so. Yeah, that's good. I'm sorry if you're sick of hearing my voice. Yeah, we keep having an issue where she gets a headache on the day we have to record our podcast. I had a really bad headache earlier today. Like, there was one point I was lying in bed and I could barely keep my eyes open because it was too bright. Like, life was just too bright. But I feel better now. Mm. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, if you'd like to submit stories to us, you'd like us to cover on the podcast or give us some feedback or anything at all, really, you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. That's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Mm. Are you okay? Are you having a stroke over there? Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's 
suppose you can follow us on Twitter to keep up to date on when the episodes are released. Uh, see any extra articles we link, maybe from international stories or things that don't quite make it on the podcast, as well as links to the stories we used in this week's episode. And our Twitter handle is Fuck My Dead Pod. This is my third take. I'm leaving it here. I'm not trying this again. <laughs> I mention this every week. If you'd like a better explanation of our Twitter account, see next week's or last week's episode. <laughs> And, of course, all this information and more will be available on our website, including the ability to watch the podcast, and by watch I do mean listen, <laughs> watching with your ears, on our website, which is fuckmedeadpodcast.com. I really just want this to be over now. I'm really fucking it up. <laughs> As always, like and subscribe if you have the time, even though I don't think you can actually subscribe to anything, so I don't know why we wrote that. But please, I mean, you can on some. As always, tell your friends. Yeah, We really, really appreciate it. Thank really you for coming back every week. Really bad at marketing ourselves, so if you could just like help us out a little bit, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> over over the week, I had an idea. Okay. So we've already decided what our topic is going to be for our year special, I guess. Yes. But what I was thinking is that we could release that as like a normal episode, but maybe we could do like a bonus live stream of international stories. Okay, that could be fun. I think that could be really fun because then, like you know, it won't interrupt your normal flow of what you get. From the oh, podcast. I'm so bringing back the uh, foreskin <laughs> penis story from um, the pilot. Yeah. Do I still have that bookmark? I was going to say, I figured we could really pull out some really fucked up ones. And then we also wouldn't be confined to just an hour. Oh, I don't have the fucking... Yeah, no, that's fun. I like that. You like that idea? I, I like think that'd that be idea. really, really fun. We'll do it on Christmas Day. No. What the fuck? <laughs> we're not doing it on Christmas Day. A year will be in December, but we're not doing it on fucking Christmas Day. Christmas Eve. Spend Christmas Eve with us. No, we'll um, work it out. So, no, I thought that could be a really, just a fun idea. Well, in that case, I'm going to plug my Twitch account. Go ahead. It's CJ underscore Twitch TV. Yeah. I play video games. He does. And screams. I do scream and sometimes get messy <laughs> drunk and then just spend the last hour of the stream sitting there trying to get rid of my hiccups. Yeah, that's what happened on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, go visit us there as well. I am possibly maybe making a comeback to streaming. Maybe I'll mention that when I actually do it. <laughs> mm, all that equipment you bought. Yeah, I know. I'm just waiting on the camera and it's just like taking fucking forever. Where is my here. pop filter? I ordered that like two weeks ago. Yeah. Goddamn postal service. I was going to say, post, postal service is in Victoria. Fuck. Where's my graphics card? I mean, I don't think there's any in Australia yeah, at the moment. I was going to say, good luck. Not holding my breath <laughs> for that one. Maybe it'll arrive by November. Okay. Well, I believe that is that all we have to us say. to the end. It's time to go, friends. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening again this week, and we'll be back at the same time next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.